aboard a show to be named later. It is Friday the 13th, July 13th, 2018. Got a couple things I want to get to. Neither one probably too long, but two things I thought were interesting as I'm, I'm thinking about the sports world this morning. First one is the World Cup, and I've enjoyed watching the World Cup more than I expected to. I've enjoyed watching the World Cup more than I did any other time I've watched the World Cup. Uh, But the next one's going to be really interesting, so we'll get to that off the top. And then later on, uh, something about the Home Run Derby that I think just speaks to baseball's larger problems and is really interesting. And it's not something that I should get too worked up about or too upset about because it's the Home Run Derby. But I think it's an interesting thing to talk about, so we'll get to that at the end. But first, I do want to start with the World Cup. And there's the final this weekend. I'm going to be watching. I've been all in on the World Cup. I've been sitting here in our studios, and we've had it on, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon. Uh, On the weekends, I've woken up, and I've put the the World Cup games on. I'm all in. Like, I'm I'm watching. I'm loving it. And uh, more so than I thought, more so than... Um, I ever have before, to be totally honest. So I'll watch the final, and then I'll probably not watch soccer all that much for the next four years, and then I'll pick it up with the next World Cup. And this is where it gets interesting to me. It was officially announced today that the 2022 World Cup will be November 21st to December 18th. And now this might not seem like a big deal on the surface. This may not seem like it matters all that much. And when you think about it, it's in Qatar. They've got to do it in the winter because it's just too damn hot in the summer to play soccer and to expect people to go out there and play soccer. And it makes all the sense in the world to make this change. But I'm curious how invested people here, people in the U.S., will be in the World Cup If it's during football season. Right? The NFL is king. The NFL still will be king in four years, in all likelihood. How good is the World Cup going to do? How many people are going to be watching that? How invested are we going to be in the World Cup? If it's deciding between the late afternoon World Cup match and the NFL. Right, Because that's the choice to make on the weekend when they play these matches, you know, this time at 2 o'clock Eastern, at 1 o'clock Eastern, something like that. And I'm sure the schedule will be similar when the World Cup is in Qatar because you're in a similar part of the world and in a similar time difference. Right now it's seven hours ahead. So you're going to be dealing with the same problem that you would with the World Cup in Russia. Same time difference, for more, more or less. So there's going to be that issue. One day a week, you're going to have to decide, am I watching football or am I watching soccer? And then there's just the other part of this. We watch ESPN, we watch Fox Sports 1, we watch whatever sports network we watch, right? 
I tend to watch ESPN and SportsCenter more than others. What are they going to focus on? What are they going to pay more attention to in November, in December? They're going to focus on the NFL. They're going to focus on the NBA. Right? The World Cup right now is perfect for the American sports calendar. The World Cup is perfect for the American sports calendar. Because it's in June, it's in July. Yeah, you got baseball going on, but nothing, not much else, right? And baseball has become so regionalized and so hyper-local that nationally you need something else to talk about, right? You need the World Cup. You want the World Cup there. And this year that's filled that void. Four years ago it filled that void to an extent. Right, we're still shy of NFL training camp. College football hasn't gotten going yet either. We need something here. And the World Cup has filled that. Very nicely, I may add. Wimbledon has filled that. The Open Championship next year, the British Open, next week, I should say, will fill that a little bit. But not neither of those events quite fill this void of the sports calendar like the World Cup. And I say that as a baseball fan. It's a slow spot in the calendar. You know what's not a a slow spot in the sports calendar? Late November and early December. That is not. NBA has started. NHL has started. The NFL is in full swing. You're coming down the stretch of the season there. College football is playing its final weeks. It's championship games, conference championship games, and the early bowl games. That is not, by any stretch, a slow spot of the sports calendar. And so I'm curious to see in four and a half years how this World Cup does. Does it push its way through the way the World Cup does now? Right? There'll still be watch parties. There'll still be niche audiences. Don't get me wrong. But will it capture the imagination of a large group of the American sports fan the way it might this year because of what else is going on. Because I'll tell you right now, and I'm a huge baseball fan, but on Saturdays and Sundays, I would catch the end of or most of a World Cup match before, you know, flipping over to a baseball game or or going on with my day. You know, maybe watch the World Cup rather than watch the baseball game. I would imagine... That come the fall, I think that that might change, right? Football's only one day a week, two days a week. Baseball's every day. Oh, I missed the game tonight. I'll catch one tomorrow. I missed the Yankee game last night. I got them tonight, right? Like you, you can do that in baseball. Football, you miss one game, you're missing a lot. And I don't know that the sports fan at large is going to be willing to give that up. Not when the games are at their highest point, right? Because we're going to be talking about the stretch run. We're going to be talking about conference championship games. We're going to be talking about the World Cup going up against the SEC championship game. Think about that for a second. If you're somebody who loves college football, but also really wants to watch the World Cup, what are you watching? You watching a knockout round 
knockout stage game, a, a, a pool play game? Or are you going to watch the SEC championship game with Alabama and Florida? Right? What are you going to watch? It's going to be an interesting thing to think about over the next four years. I would imagine Team USA is back in the World Cup by then. But it's an interesting thing to imagine. It's an interesting question to ponder. And then, of course, the World Cup after that comes here, and it's going to be just absolutely insane. Right? The World Cup is going to come here to the United States, and the Americans hopefully would be back in it at that point. And the World Cup in 2026 is just going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be awesome. But that one in between, what is that one going to look like? When there's World Cup soccer on Thanksgiving morning. When there's World Cup soccer leading into your college football, leading into your NFL. There's no Sunday NFL pregame show on Fox because they are, you know, airing a FIFA World Cup game. What's that look like? Do people watch? That's what I'm interested in. Let's take a break to remind you that if you miss any of our shows, you can get caught up with our best of podcasts on the block on demand, the Daniel Baldwin show and 30 minutes in Orange Nation when Steve and I return on August 6th. They're all on ESPNSyracuse.com or you can subscribe on iTunes, ESPN Syracuse on iTunes. Just search it and you get them delivered straight to your phone every day. While you're on ESPNSyracuse.com, Check out our audio vault as well. Uh, We put up every interview cut nice and neatly and uh, separately packaged for you to listen at your convenience. You know these things exist. You're listening to this podcast. So go check out all the other ones as well. Now back to a show to be named later. All right. So I mentioned off the top that I wanted to talk about uh, the Home Run Derby as well. I wanted to talk about this field. And it may sound like a funny thing to complain about. But the field is kind of weak, right? The home run derby field, kind of weak, kind of disappointing. And whenever you talk about the home run derby, whenever you talk about why it's good, why it's bad, why it's interesting, why it's not interesting, look at who's in the home run derby field and you will get the answers to all of your questions, right? Like, just look at the Home Run Derby field, and you will have the answer to your questions. Why is the Home Run Derby good, or why is the Home Run Derby bad? I will say, first and foremost, I think that their format change was good. I think that giving people two minutes rather than ten outs was a great change, and, and it helped the, the Home Run Derby, you know, all in all. But with that being said, it comes down to star power. Why was the Home Run Derby so great last year? The Home Run Derby was so great last year because you had Aaron Judge, because you had Giancarlo Stanton. You had names that people knew. You had big-time stars in that Home Run Derby. You were having a debate about Aaron Judge months into his his major league career that were along the lines of, is he the face of baseball? And you had him in the Home Run Derby. And when you look at the home run derby field this year, I'm not saying that it's light on stars. You have Bryce Harper, who might be one of the biggest stars in baseball today. But outside of that, 
I don't know that you're getting the casual sports fan. I don't know that you're getting the casual baseball fan, even, to hang out and watch this home run derby. Because when you look at the rest of the field, Kyle Schwarber is an interesting guy, and you know him because he had that role in the World Series a couple of years ago. But that was a couple years ago. He's not this big, jolly fella anymore. He's not Ruthie in at the plate, right? He's he's slimmed down. He looks a lot better. Yeah, he can hit balls a mile. But let's see him, you know, do that. I, I think that he's not going to be a draw. He's not going to be a pull. You know, Jesus Aguilar, having a great year, but he started the year in the minors. He's not a draw. Max Muncy, great story. Fantastic story. He was out of baseball last year, 15 months ago. He was out of baseball. He got cut. Nobody thought he was good enough to be in their system. And he is an all-star, and he is in the home run derby this year. That is amazing. But is that pulling you in to go watch the home run derby? I just don't know. I'm just not sure. And so this is a weird thing to complain about. This is a weird thing for me to sit here and and say, man, baseball's got to do better, right? Like, they've got to get bigger guys in the home run derby. Nobody's going to watch this year because, hey, look, you're you're down from, you know, big stars to, to lesser stars, to fewer stars. But I do think that it is, in a way, emblematic of what I think baseball's problems are as a whole. I think, and I've said this before and I will continue to say it, I think that more so than a pace of play problem, more so than a pace of action problem, baseball doesn't market itself well. Baseball doesn't market its stars well. Baseball doesn't sell its storylines well. Think about the NBA. Think about the NFL. Think about how those leagues are marketed. Think about how they pull you in. You are rarely, rarely, if ever, just told, hey, it's Cavs and Celtics tonight. No. It was LeBron James. It was rookie Jason Tatum. It was genius Brad Stevens. Right? It was LeBron trying to conquer this mountain of the Cleve- of the Boston Celtics, of Boston Garden. He was trying to conquer this thing. Right? It's not just Cavs and Warriors. It's the fourth straight year of Cavs and Warriors. It's Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant joining them. It's the Splash Brothers. It's LeBron looking for that next title for his hometown. In the NFL, it wasn't just Colts and Patriots. It wasn't just Broncos and Patriots. It was Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. It was two of the best quarterbacks of all time. It was played up. It was Sunday night football. It was special. It was a big deal. And I don't think that baseball plays their stars up that way. I mean, do they? I don't see a lot out there for Mike Trout. I don't see a lot out there for some of the stars of the game. And maybe that's because of their personality. But I just don't see it. Maybe I'm missing it. 
Where is this marketing push? Where is this, you know, push to get guys interested, push to get fans interested in these guys? These generational talents. These people who are going to go down as all-time greats in the case of Mike Trout. Maybe the all-time great. Where is that push? Why isn't he in the home run derby? Why isn't Aaron Judge in the home run derby? Where are these guys? Where are the biggest stars in the game? And yes, it's only the home run derby. I get that. It's only the home run derby. But it's a sign of bigger issues in my mind that baseball has. It's a sign of bigger problems in the game right now. That does it for us today on a show to be named later. Hope everybody has a good weekend. We will be back next week. Of course, the Home Run Derby. Of course, the All-Star break. uh, But also ACC Media Days coming up next week. So we'll talk some more SU football as we move forward here on a show to be named later.